You will stay the night, won't you, as my guest? If they have a room, I'll stay the night, of course, but not as your guest. You're wanton with money, Oscar. You over-tipped the cabman quite ludicrously. Your extravagance will ruin you. He smiled wanly as we shook hands. Surely it is the ruins the tourists most want to visit. The Langham had a room, and I took it. I ordered myself a simple supper of bread and cheese and pickle and a glass of beer. And, as I had promised the chief constable, set about writing up my notes on the body of the murdered woman that I'd examined at the beginning of the afternoon. As I worked, the poor, unfortunate wretch's scarred and bloodied face settled in my mind's eye. I found the only way to shift the dreadful image was instead to picture the smiling face of Constance Wilde. I was reflecting on her uncomplicated loveliness and on the sweetness of her nature when there was a sharp knock on my bedroom door. It was Oscar. He looked brighter than he'd done an hour before. McNaughton's file, he said, handing it to me. I've read it. Already? I'm a quick study, as you know. You've read it all? I'm leaving the details to you. I have the colour of it. He grinned and revealed his none-too-gainly teeth, and perhaps an answer to one of the mysteries, too. You amaze me. I have nothing to declare but my genius, he said complacently. It was the best of crimes, it was the worst of crimes, as you'll see. Good night, Arthur. I closed the door on my friend, sat back on my bed, and opened the policeman's dossier. To O.W. from M.M., date 0101-94, strictly confidential. Whitechapel murders, background. Whitechapel is the poorest parish in London's East End. Drunkenness and vice are rife. Respect for the law is low, and good policing consequently difficult to achieve. Violence is commonplace, and murder far from unknown. Brewing, distilling, iron founding, floor cloth manufacture, dyeing, and prostitution are the local industries. There are four churches in the parish and sixty-two known brothels. Some twelve hundred women work the streets, notably in the areas close to the bathhouses, the sailors' home, the workhouse, the boys' refuge, and the Jews' orphan asylum. Human life is cheap in Whitechapel. Women are the victims of assault on an everyday basis. Even when crimes are reported, most remain unsolved. Rightly or wrongly, the killing of a dozen females within a matter of months would not have been considered out of the ordinary in this district, but for two factors. The brutal nature of the killings and the degree of mutilation involved, the notion that the killings were the work of one man, the so-called Jack the Ripper. My report is to be concerned with eleven deaths in all, but it is my firm belief that five of the murders, and five only, were committed by the same hand. The Five Victims Mary Ann Nichols Body found at 3.40am on Friday, 31st August, 1888, in Bucks Row, Whitechapel. Throat severed by two cuts, abdomen ripped open, assorted abdominal knife wounds, no worthwhile witnesses. Annie Chapman, body found at 6am on Saturday, 8th September 1888, at the rear of 29 Hanbury Street, Whitechapel. Throat severed by two cuts, abdomen ripped open, private parts mutilated, uterus removed, entrails placed around victim's neck. 
Witness saw a dark-haired man of shabby, genteel appearance with the victim at about 5.30 a.m. Elizabeth Stride, body found at 1 a.m. on Sunday 30 September 1888 in Dutfield's yard off Burner Street, Whitechapel. Throat severed by one cut only and no mutilation to abdomen. It would seem that the murderer was disturbed by some Jews who drove up to a Jewish club nearby and that he then, Mordum Satiatus, went in search of a second victim. See below. Witnesses give differing accounts of seeing Elizabeth Stride on the Saturday night, some say with a fair-haired man, some with a dark, some say he was well-dressed, some say shabbily dressed. Estimates of his age also vary.